I hope you guys are ready for the word today. Because y'all not going to like me <laughs> after this particular sermonic journey. I want to start this preaching presentation um, by going to a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It really is just the thesis, the foundation, or the anchor of this whole Love Is series. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If you're sleepy, you're wide awake now. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. If you do not have a tangible Bible, we will have it projected for you on the screen. The Apostle Paul says, If I speak in tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, meaning you deep, and if I have faith that could move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If all I give, if I give all I possess to the poor, you were at the beacon yesterday with us. You were helping us at the homeless shelter. You were helping us feed the widow and help the orphan, which the church should do. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Father, in this moment, we're asking that you allow us to have confidence in our new life in you. Help us, God, to make peace with our past because that has been blood covered. And most importantly, God, you told us in your word, by this all men will know that you are my disciples, not by how we preach, not by how we sing, by how we praise dance, but how we love one another. Help us be your love banners in the earth. All of the study, all of the preparation means absolutely nothing if you are magnified and if you are glorified. I have studied myself full and I prayed myself hot. And I'm asking you, just like I asked in private, use me as your oracle, the soundtrack, the PA system of heaven. We're asking that you do it. In Jesus' name, and everybody who agrees with that prayer, would you shout in the room, on the overflow, and online, amen. amen. So as we begin our sermonic journey on this hot summer Sunday afternoon. I would like to be transparent with you. Is it okay if I do that? Yeah. I have developed a new pet peeve. This pet peeve actually got cultivated maybe about two years ago. One of my pet peeves is I personally can't stand when I use a delivery service, rather it's DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever, the delivery service may be, I cannot stand when an entity, corporation, or restaurant displays a meal, product, or an item, I purchase it only to get a text, call, or email 20 to 30 minutes later that they don't have it. <laughs> if that's not you, pray for your pastor. <laughs> but one of the things that I'm just like, why display it? if you don't have it why have it on your website if you can't deliver it make it make sense pastor why claim the love of Jesus 
Okay, see? Why claim you have the love of Jesus, but you can't deliver the love of Jesus? Why claim you experience the grace of God, but you can't deliver the grace of God to others? Why claim you have received mercy, but you can't extend mercy to others? So I'm going to put my foot on the gas a little more. So this particular time in January, I ordered some vegetable soup. Got a text message. Your dasher has picked up your soup. I ordered vegetable soup. What type of soup? Vegetable. Good. You're listening. Okay. So about 20 minutes go, have gone by. It said your dasher is approaching. Then four minutes later, picture, your dasher has dropped off your meal. What type of soup did I order? Okay. So I run downstairs. I get my crackers, my alkaline water, I sit down, I'm about to watch one of my favorite shows, which is Weather Going Viral. Don't judge me, that's my favorite show. <laughs> Weather Going Viral, I take the lid off of my what? To only discover, this is, no, it's not chicken noodle. I never heard of this, it's called cowboy beef stew. I ordered what? And this is cowboy beef. <laughs> True story. Now, in this moment, you can really be three types of people. Type A, you're the individual who's like, you know, I'm hungry. I'm going to just eat it. No. Somebody doesn't have food, I'm thankful. I kind of reside with A a little bit. I'm hungry, I'm gonna eat it anyway. Do we have any type A people in the room? Type A, type A, okay, all right. Then, <laughs> then we have type B. Type B, you're gonna call the restaurant. <laughs> you're gonna call them and say, hey, I ordered vegetable soup. Y'all gave me cowboy beef stew, I ate it. But I just want y'all to know, I should get a free cookie, a free discount, something. I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> Any type B people in the room? Type B, type B. Okay, all right. Then we have type C. Type C is, oh, heaven no. <laughs> to the no, no, no. I'm taking this suit back up here. I'm gonna let you see. Is this vegetable soup? Is this vegetable soup? I did not order cowboy beef stew. Where's the manager at? I need somebody because this is not what I ordered. Any type C people in the room? <laughs> That's like my mama. I ordered shrimp. I ordered a shrimp salad. What is calamari? We taking this right back up here. <laughs> so. I see that this is cowboy beef stew, and I called the dasher. I said, hey, man, I, I, didn't, I didn't order this. I don't even eat beef. And he says, hold on. He looks, and he says, oh, man, I'm so sorry. They discontinued what you ordered. Right? <laughs> and then he starts to get irritated with me. He said, man, that's, that's low-key false advertisement for them to display something that they can't deliver. said that's that's low-key false advertisement for them to get you to expect something pay for it and not deliver what you expected 
And I believe what the Holy Spirit has been doing with this Love Is series is he has been trying to rid us of low-key false advertisement. <laughs> the reason so many people are disenchanted with Christ is because of all the people who high-key claim him but low-key live like him. Stay with me. All of the individuals who claim vegetable soup and show up as cowboy beef stew. Y'all need to come up here. Okay, that, that's low-key false advertisement for you to claim on your hashtags, claim on your bio, your Christian apparel, your podcast, that you are a follower follower of Jesus but the way you interact with people there is no aroma there is no fragrance there is no residue that you have truly had a cross encounter the reason I want to break this down is because I could not stand services and sermons that require for you to leave your brain at the door maybe it's the logical part of Jerry or because I was a student pastor for nine years. Like I, I was, my training ground was to get ninth graders to be able to understand the gospel. And I did that for nine years. I'm trying to give eighth graders and 10 graders to understand sanctification. So I preach with the preaching style of breaking things down and having illustrations, not because I'm chasing clout but because I was trained to break it down to the lowest common denominator where even those who don't understand what you're talking about, by the time you're done, they'll get it. Can't stand preaching that will require for you to leave your brain at the door. Like sermons and services that say, okay, I want everybody to know in the next five months what God is about to do in 2023 is about to blow your mind. Wherever you look, all you're going to see is wins. You're going to win in your career and win in your finances and win in your relationships. Somebody slap your neighbor and tell them all I do is win, 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 no matter what. I'm like, okay, are you expecting people to leave their brain at the door or something? How are they going to experience wins in their finances if they have no budget? How are they going to experience blessings everywhere they look when they live in rebellion to the gospel? How are they going to evolve into the person that God called them to evolve into when they keep on being in environments that recitate the old them? Bad doctrine. And error hurts. Error hurts, truth protects. If I am in error, if a light is green or red, I risk a fatal car accident or getting seriously injured because error hurts, but truth protects. If I'm in error on how thick ice is and I step on it and fall in, I risk experiencing hypothermia because error hurts. We live in an era now. Carl, if you could put this image of a circle on the screen. This is, I'm trying, bro. We, we, live, in a, we live in an era where I'll be preaching that this is a circle. But then somebody else will say, no, that's a triangle. Like, no, that, that's, that's a circle. It has no point, has no edges, 
That's not a circle. That's a triangle. And then the people who preach that's a triangle get a platform. Get a podcast. Make YouTube channels. And so now everybody who follows, who follows them, this is what they see. Put up a triangle. They see a triangle and they believe in triangle doctrine. Repost triangle beliefs. But here's the problem. When you take the test, put the circle back on the screen. Regardless of what you binge, when you take the test, the correct answer is going to be, that's the circle. Is this making sense? Maybe we're failing in areas that God has created for us to win because we have, binge, have been binge-watching preachers, sermons, inspirational teachers who tell you circles are triangles. And you get so used to triangle sermons that when you hear a circle one, you turn away from it. That's low-key false advertisement for them to display one thing to you, but not be able to deliver it to you. Let's speak for the finale of our Love Is series around this topic, this subject, false advertisement. This is the only time where it will be appropriate, where your neighbor will not get offended. Could you find somebody and tell them that look fake? <laughs> the only time <laughs> everything over here is real <laughs> okay. that looks fake due to all of the false teaching we have Christians who have made up their own Ten Commandments I'm a follower of Jesus I'm a follower of Yahweh Moses comes down for the mountain and says, hey, these are the Ten Commandments. I'm like, mm, I don't like those ten. We're going to make up our own ten. <laughs> you a follower of Yahweh, though? Yes, I am. No, you're not. We believe we are because of all of the cowboy beef stew. <laughs> all of the triangle teaching that we have heard. And I promise you, the enemy will make sure that triangle preaching becomes popular. So many times we have mental illness disguised as activism. Did y'all hear what I just said? This is what I'm passionate about. Okay, this doesn't make logical sense. I have to leave my brain at the door to think that this was God's original plan. And you have activism on it, but it does not help people be fruitful and multiply. It stops it. So we now are in the finale. The boat has returned to the marina. The aircraft of our Love Is sermon series has landed on the runway. This is it. We have been in this series for eight weeks now. A series that I pray has empowered you a series that I pray has empowered you and also it has been education to some or a reminder to others that you have what I call witness responsibility. Yeah. 
Everybody who claims to be a follower of Jesus, you have witness responsibilities. What is that, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. That is your ability to deliver what you claim you are. You have witness. It's going to get quiet up in here on today. You have witness responsibility. That is your ability to deliver, not just display, not just post, not just quote, not just record, but your ability to deliver what you claim you are. Every person we encounter should experience the agape. You don't have to like them. You don't have to go out to eat with them, but every person you encounter should experience the love of Jesus. We can't get this area wrong. We can't. Please hear me. Whatever you misunderstand, you will mismanage. So if you misunderstand that you are a witness, you will mismanage your light. If you misunderstand that you are a light, you will mismanage opportunities. Did y'all hear what I just said? We can't get this wrong. Whatever you misunderstand, you will mismanage. If you misunderstand that you have a witness responsibility, you will mismanage your light. And if you're misunderstanding that you are a light, you will mismanage opportunities. I know that they came at you some type of way. But don't mismanage this moment. This is an opportunity for you to be a light. For you to display and deliver what you claim you are. I heard they tone. It was kind of spicy. But don't mismanage this moment. This is an opportunity, even though they were spicy, for you to still be a light. For you to deliver love and display the love of Jesus to whoever was just spicy to you. But... It's going to require for us to not mismanage and for us to steward God moments properly. We cannot live in our feelings. I ain't never let nobody talk to me like that. We will mismanage God moments and God opportunities. This is something God trusted you to be a light on. Not a coward. Not matching energy with energy. But this is an opportunity to show I truly am on my new me, on my, on my new me. 2016, I would have gave you a piece of my mind. 2023, I'm going to give you the Prince of Peace. Is this making sense? Simply put, enough with us claiming Christ but mismanaging hearts. Enough with that. Enough with that. People will remember how you treated them, spoke to them, handled them more than your podcast ever will reach them. Yeah. Enough with that. Enough with that. Enough with us having lips that claim Jesus, but lives that claim Pharisee. Yeah. Enough with that. Enough with that. Enough with that. Enough with us being people who care more about our position. Position on a job, position on a platform, position in a lineup, position in ministry, then we do our neighbor. Enough with that. Enough with that. Because true kingdom leaders are obsessed with washing feet, not just having you hear me speak. Bars. True kingdom leaders are obsessed with washing feet, not just you hearing me speak. 
I'm passionate about you growing. I'm passionate about you changing. I'm passionate about you evolving. I don't need a stage. I don't need a platform. I don't need any lights to do this. This is what I'm most passionate about. And see, this is how you could discern instruments from influencers. Preach Holy Spirit. This is how you could discern instruments from influencers. Because instruments is the kingdom idea. Influencers, that's a culture idea. You were never called to be an influencer. You were called to be an instrument. Let me me give you a Bible before I break this down even further. There was a time when Saul had his Damascus Road experience. He's the one who became the Apostle Paul. And as he's blind from this encounter, God comes to Ananias and says, hey, I need you to pray for him, help him have his vision back. And Ananias is like, we talking about Saul of Tarsus? The dude who, who killed Christians? Nah, bro. <laughs> I've heard about him. Look what God told Ananias in Acts chapter 9, verse 15. But the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. See, this is how grace works. Paul is going to be greeted by the people he martyred in heaven. Did y'all hear me? Paul will see the same people he killed in heaven. This is for everybody who won't forgive your mama, won't forgive the molestation. If they repent... And if they surrender their life to Jesus and trust in the power of the cross, they're going to be in glory right with us. How would your heart be? I know Jesus ain't let them up here. (laughs) Show you how grace works. Hear me. One of the massive differences. We have this so backwards, church. We care more about titles than trenches. Enough with that. We, we care more about being in authority than getting under authority. You join and the first thing you want to do is lead the small group. First thing you want to do is lead outreach. How can I lead in worship? How can I lead like Tiana? That's the first thing you want to do is be in authority but not get under. Enough with that. We love spotlight, but we hate being faithful in shadows. Backwards. Backwards. Love crowds, hate people. Enough with that. The massive difference in an instrument and an influencer is, is instruments recognize and they submit to the touch and the breath of their owner. Instruments recognize if you don't breathe through me. Carl, put a saxophone on the screen. If, if you don't breathe through me, I'm powerless. If you don't breathe through me, I'm unproductive. That's what my dependency is on. Every time I come to preach, see, the devil used to have me think on Saturday night I had anxiety. And I was like, God, I don't want to preach if I'm going to feel this every Saturday. But God revealed to me that's not anxiety. That's the fear of the Lord. You are terrified of standing before my people knowing if I don't breathe through you, you're going to look like a babbling idiot. 
as beautiful as this saxophone is, it is powerless if it doesn't have somebody breathe through it. Put a piano on the screen. The piano knows, as nice as I am, if I don't have a touch, if I don't have the touch from my owner. See, see listen, the wrong touch makes, his, makes right things sound bad. The wrong breath makes good things sound bad. I could do a whole sermon on who's breathing in you. Who's trying to resuscitate you? Because the right resuscitation will bring you back to life. The wrong will cause you to be submitted to death. Instruments recognize, if you don't breathe through me, I'm powerless. If I don't have your touch, I'm powerless. So I trust in my good shepherd. Lead me beside still waters and restore my soul. I trust in you. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. It's an instrument. Can I go a little deeper? Can I go a little deeper? Y'all didn't say nothing on this side. So can I go a little deeper? Try y'all again. Can I go a little deeper? Okay. Instruments don't get credit. Their owner does. <laughs> Nobody should be impressed with Jerry because somebody's breathing through me. And if God didn't breathe through me, I'm going to look just like that useless piano. Because instruments don't want credit. Man, that sounds so good. They could really play. Not the instrument, but the person using it. Is this making sense? Instruments. Instruments seek. They understand I'm nothing without my good shepherd. So I follow him. Influencers feel they are something because of who follows them. Are y'all seeing the difference? Yes. I'm nothing without my good shepherd, so I follow him. Yes. Influencers, I'm something because of who follows me. Instruments seek to follow. I'm following Jesus. Instruments seek to follow. Influencers seek to be followed. Which one are you more focused on? Who you follow or who follows you? Do you feel significant because of your followers or who you follow? It's making sense. Some of us are questioning God's use of us because you're looking at followers versus looking at the one you're supposed to follow. God, when will you give me this opportunity? You see how many followers they have? And God's like, just follow me. Yeah. A lot of followers does not mean God. Hmm. A lot of followers does not mean God. Enough of that. Enough with us having lips that claim Jesus. But life that claims Pharisee. Enough with that. Enough, ooh, enough with us rebuking people publicly for what we're doing privately. Enough. Enough with that. 
Man, I ain't never married no woman had no kids, bro. I ain't never. Okay, you would have kids too if you didn't cash up your last three exes for the abortion. Don't see, see, everybody wants real until the preacher's real back. <laughs> did the same thing that they did. The only difference is you didn't go through the pregnancy. Same thing they did. The only difference is yours wasn't re recorded and uploaded. I heard about, we heard about yours too, if you posted it too. <laughs> Enough with that. What, what, what I believe the Holy Spirit has been trying to do is to get us to understand, I want you to represent me well. There's nothing more frustrating than for an entity, corporation, business, a person claim to be something that they can't deliver. That's low-key false advertisement. Can I mess y'all up? Some of this stuff that we're calling church hurt, it's not church hurt. Mm -mm. The church didn't hurt you. False advertisement did. Not the biblical definition. Okay, let me go ahead and say it. Everything that claims to be a church is not a church. Some are a cult. Everything that claims to be a church is not a church. Some are a business. Everything that claims to be a church is not a church. Some are entertainment centers. You and I are the church. When we come together, this building becomes the church. But you by yourself, you're the church. When we gather, we become the church. Where we get the word ecclesia. When Caesar used to have his gathering once a year with his governors, they called that meaning the ecclesia. So the church is where governors gather. Those who are supposed to be governing their area, governing their region, governing their home. This is the governing officials of the kingdom gathering together. That's church. Church didn't hurt you, false advertisement did. I'm gonna keep going. The church didn't hurt you, somebody who's being detoxed did. They don't know how to represent the kingdom yet. I'm going to keep going. The church didn't hurt you, your feelings did. You just don't like being corrected. You don't like being held accountable. And you don't like somebody telling you that your boo-boo stink. And so when somebody tells you the truth, I'm church hurt. Jesus didn't like what he saw in church. Flipped over tables, but he kept on going back to the synagogue. See, everybody wants the pot phase. That's what we want. We want the pot phase. This is where you can maintain the joy. You can maintain the blessing. Everybody wants pot phase, but we don't want the pot of process. This is so powerful, y'all. I want the pot phase. But I don't want the potter's process. If I was a note taker, I'd write this down. Being in the potter's hands protects you from demonic scams. Being, I told you if I was a note taker, I'd write it down. Being in the potter's hands protects you from demonic scams. The reason you keep getting deceived is because you are in your hands. But you're not rendering your life and your will to the potter's hands. Whatever you will, you do. Whatever you want, you do. You never consider, is this the potter's will or mine? 
That's why this new series that we're about to launch, Voices, I want us to fully understand a lot of this stuff is not God, it's you. What you're doing is using God's name to co-sign what you want. Everybody wants the pot phase. See, look, I want to show you this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. Is this good? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. The Apostle Paul says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this is the all-surpassing power is from God and not from ourselves. Remember, instruments, I don't want to get the credit. This power is from God. We are jars of clay. That's our anatomy. We are jars of clay that have this treasure. What's the treasure? The power of the gospel, the power of the cross, the power of the good news, the power of the Holy Spirit. We have that treasure on the inside of us. And a lot of us, what our prayers sound like is, God, give me to the pot phase. <laughs> Expeditiously, right? Give me, give me to the pot phase. If you're faithful, prove it by getting me to the pot phase. What if what we're calling delay is really our resistance to the potter's process? Why does it seem God's taking so long? God's like, why don't you let me mold you? Father, in this next season, what I'm praying for is wins, 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 no matter what. <laughs> Father, as I get ready to start this entrepreneurial pursuit, I pray that you breathe on it and breathe through it. And God's like, okay, you don't get the pot phase without first having the living water. The order matters. Can I teach for a moment? Okay, so I want us to see this chart so that we can understand the kingdom order. The kingdom order. It first starts with the living water. What is that? You must be born again. A lot of us, ooh, we're praying for pot face, and we're not even in the potter's family yet. Somebody, I'm going to manifest the pot. You not. Ain't going to manifest anything but a devil. A demon, you, you don't even recognize me as your Lord yet. You give me honorable mention. I understand I'm your Savior. Jesus died on the cross to save all humanity who believe in him. But to be Lord, this means he rules. First part of the kingdom process, the potter process, living water. You must be born again. Why is that important? Because after you're born again, I want you to have a heart of flesh. I want you to have a heart of clay. I want you to have a heart of clay. I'm sorry, I was pointing the wrong way. Living water and then the heart of clay. So God's like, all right, I want to mold you. I'm trying to mold you into what I've created for you to be. But God, when am I going to get there? When are you going to trust me here? I'm, I'm trying to mold you. And there's some stuff. This is not your personality. That's pain. I got to take that out. Okay, I'm trying to mold you. Get your eyes off of them. That, that's not my will for you. We got to take that out. 
I got to mold you. And sometimes when you're getting molded, it can get kind of messy. But our father isn't scared of mess. He will use the mess to give you a message. He'll give you the mess to make you a messenger. And because I know my children can make a mess, I sent the Messiah. So I'm going to keep on, talk Holy Spirit. I'm going to keep on molding you. And sometimes when, you, when you're hearing this word, you feel like you're getting cut. Anybody feel like you're getting cut? That's called conviction. Yeah, I have to drop those parts off because as long as these callous parts are on you, you won't be able to hear my truth. You'll be, able to, you'll be asking me for triangles. And sometimes it can feel very difficult. It's because I'm trying to cut. I'm trying to mold. I know you want to get there, but can you trust me here? Can you trust me here? Then there's a washing phase. You get washed by the water of the word. See, these two phases are lifelong. The washing and the molding. The washing and the molding. You think you arrived, you still got to get molded. You think you've arrived, you still got to get washed. The washing and the molding. All of that happens before you get to be an effective witness. I might get clay on my face while I'm doing this preaching presentation. I might get clay on my clothes. And I want it to be a visual aid for you that becoming can get messy. Yeah. Healing can get messy. But do you trust the potter as he's given you a message? That's how it works in the kingdom. Living water, heart of clay, molding, washing so that you could be a witness. And most of us. Don't care about the witness. <laughs> we don't care about the witness. But it's only at the witness phase that you can maintain the joy. My joy that I have becomes my witness. This making sense? My self-control that I have becomes my witness. When, when will you trust me to mold you? And I can't speak for anybody else besides myself. Maybe there's four of us in the sanctuary, three online, two in overflow. I don't know. But is there anybody who's arrived at this place where you've come to the end of yourself? Where you're like, Father, whatever you have to do, mold me. Mold me. All of the pride, mold it out. All of the arrogance, mold it out. All of the entitlement, Mold it out. All of the anger issues, mold it out. All of the lust, God, mold it out. All of the insomnia, mold it out. All of the comparison, mold it out. All of the rejection issues, mold it out. Help me heal for my calling, not help me heal to prove them wrong. See, they missed out. I am a good man. See, they missed out. Mama, I'm nothing like my father. When you try to heal to prove them wrong, you keep them center stage in your soul. Decenter them by healing for your future. Decenter them by healing for your calling. Decenter them by healing for your children. Whatever you got to do, Father, mold it out in the kingdom. We don't get even. We get healed. Mold it out. Mold it out. Arrogance, mold it out. Mold in joy. Mold in peace. Mold in clarity. Mold in confidence. Mold in what your will is for my life. 
Is there anybody thankful that even though God knew how crazy you were before he called you, he still called you? I think we need to pause right now and give God, I surrender to your pottery praise. I surrender to your will. I surrender to your ways. You may have to cut some things, but mold me. You may have to take some things away, but mold me. I may cry, but mold me. It may hurt, but mold me. I don't want to be a false advertisement. Mold me. I'm tired of doing life my way. Mold me. I'm tired of feeling pain unnecessarily. Mold me. I'm tired of staying in seasons longer than I have to. Mold me. I'm tired of getting my heart broken by counterfeits. Mold me. I'm tired of making decisions that were my will and not yours, and I'm suffering for it. Mold me. I want to surrender to the potter's process. A new commandment. A new commandment I give you. A mitzvah. I give you commandment in Hebrew. Love one another just as I have loved you. Because by this, all men will know that you are my disciples. Out of all of the commandments, the greatest is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. Then the second is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. All of the law and all of the prophets rest on these two commandments. And what God has been trying to do for the last eight weeks with this series is put your witness in the gym. Get some muscle with representing me. Get some muscle as an ambassador. I want to put your witness in the gym. And I want to detox you from being a false advertisement. Because when we don't submit, please hear me. When we don't submit to the potter's process, we'll always be a distorted representation. And enough with, having enough, enough with having oilless preachers have national voices. Enough with having distorted representatives have massive platforms because they're causing for people to believe in triangles. Can I get us to say this confession? As loud as you can, and everybody watching online, put this in the room in all caps. Can I get us to say, Father... I surrender, I surrender to, the to the process. I surrender, I surrender to, the to the molding. For you're the potter, you're the potter and, I'm the clay. and I'm the clay. One more time, make it personal. Father, Father I, surrender I surrender to the process. To the process. I, surrender I surrender to the molding. To the molding. For you're the, potter, you're the potter and I'm the clay. Does anybody receive that? Yeah. Surrender to the process. The two scriptures, I want to show you a few points and we can go home. A scripture that really struck me as I was engaged in sermon prep this week, Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. I want us to get this because whenever God next levels you, it's him calling you to embrace pottery. It's not what culture what culture presents promotion as. Whenever God wants to next level you, he calls you to a season of pottery. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 17. There are six things the Lord hates. Seven that are detestable to him. 
haughty eyes, a lion tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked schemes. This is for the person who plans on fornicating after church. Like later tonight, I'm coming for all your after church plans. What the Lord hates is your heart has made a plan for something wicked. He hates that. Feet that are quick to rush into evil. Look at this, y'all. A false witness who pours out lies. Whoa. God hates. I'm in the Bible. A false witness because it pours out lies. Remember, he is the way, the truth, and the life. The truth will set you free. So how could it be the free ones that follow the truth are pouring out lies? A false witness who pours out lies and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. You always got something to say. <laughs> I didn't like when they... Did you hear when she, did you, a person that stirs up stuff. This means nothing was there until you start stirring it. These are things that the Lord hates. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 1. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then... I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, making something at the wheel. And the vessel, the word vessel can be interchangeable with instrument, okay? And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Notice, first Proverbs, I hate these six things, seven are detestable. One of the things I hate is a false witness. Then he goes to Jeremiah. I want to emphasize verse 2. He says, arise and go down to the potter's house. Notice the language. Arise and go down. Arise and go down. Arise and go down. The repetition's on purpose. Arise and go down. You want to rise, stuff got to go down. If you exalt yourself, I'll humble you. But if you humble yourself, I'll exalt you. Arise and go down. I'm trying to get us to understand this. In the kingdom, promotion looks like going down. <laughs> it's backwards. What looks like promotion to the kingdom looks like demotion to the culture. Promotion flies at low altitudes, humility. To wash feet, I have to go down. To lay prostrate before God, I have to go down. To serve one another, I have to go down. 
then why in the world does everybody want to come up? I'm trying to understand this. I'm looking. Go down to the potter's house. There's certain things that God wants to teach us, but we're too high to receive it. I need you to come down. There's a process I have for you. Come down here. The same way that potter has clay in his hand, I want to have you in my hand too. But will you come down? Coming down might require for your friend list to go down. The things that you say yes to go down. But you want to go up, right? Come down to the potter's house. There's so many things that I want to mold you into. There's so many things that I've called you to do. Stop praying for pots when I'm trying to get you to have a heart of clay. Somebody say, go down. Go down. So I want us to really understand this. What does the living water fully mean? What does it fully mean to be born again? Okay, so there was this question that occurred in small group last year. Somebody says, hey, I hear all of this, but there are certain things that I just struggle with. Pastor, if I be honest, I believe I was born this way. Born alcoholic, born gay. Is that true? I said, okay, well, let's let the psalmist answer for us. I've learned to, to play it safe by always letting God speak for himself yeah. then versus me trying to give you my opinion, okay? So the, the, the psalmist says in Psalms 51 verse 5, for I was born a sinner. <laughs> yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. So I'm born in sin, shaped in iniquity. So when we come out, we are born in sin. And all of us have different sins that we automatically have bad will alignments towards anyway. Due to your bloodline, due to your exposure, nature versus nurture, the stuff that you saw in your house. You came out and you were bent towards alcoholism. It runs in your blood. This makes sense. How was I born in sin? The law of representation. Adam represented all of us. I want us to see this. Romans chapter 5. Thank God for preaching that gives us the Bible. Yes. Romans chapter 5, verse 12 said, When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone. For everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not accounted or counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, Everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. Even those who did not disobey an explicit command of God as Adam did. Now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who is yet to come. Which is why we call Adam the first Adam and Jesus the second Adam. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace as his gift of forgiveness to many through this man, Jesus Christ. Okay, so he's saying, all right, in Adam, all died. We're born, we all died. In Jesus, we could be born again. 
John chapter 3. I got to show us this so that everybody could understand it. Effective preaching ministers to the theologian, to the dude in the hood that never heard this before, and the person that's a new convert. I got to break all this down. John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus replied, he's speaking to Nicodemus, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. The water is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Later down in John, it said the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the living water and the word. This makes sense. So we have to be born of water and the spirit. Accepting Jesus makes our spirit come alive. Humans can reproduce only human life. But the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. So Carl, let's put our chart on the screen one more time. The body chart, body, soul, spirit. So for us to fully understand this, when he's having this conversation, he said, hey, you need to be born again. In Adam, all died. Your spirit is dead. Okay? You accepted me. Now your spirit is alive. For the rest of your life, submit to the potter's process so that the living water can mold you to have a heart of clay, can take things away that are not like God, and to get us to live by the Spirit so we can be individuals who worship in spirit and in truth. I know that was a lot, but I wanted to break it down. Does everybody understand that? Okay, so these final points, and we can go home. How do you know if you're false advertisement? Point number one, you view and treat Scripture as a suggestion versus commandment. I love Jesus. Okay, does Scripture agree with that? Does your agreement with Scripture agree with your display? Titus 1, verse 16, they claim to know God, but by their actions they deny Him. They are detestable disobedient and unfit for doing anything good false advertisement you view and treat scripture as a suggestion verse commandment number two maybe you're engaged in false advertisement if correction bothers you but sin doesn't i'm grown <laughs> correction bothers you but sin doesn't y'all should see your face Number three, you might be false advertisement if you have a chameleon's nature. You conform to environments, okay? You don't know what that means? I want you to actually see this chameleon, okay? It's amazing. I promise you, visual aid is so powerful. Look at this chameleon. This is how some of us are. A chameleon could change colors under 15 seconds. So in church today, you sure look saved. <laughs> Wait till tonight <laughs> when you're with your friends. Look, in church, I know how to blend in with everybody. But place me around some drink. Place me around some hooker. Place me around my boys. Notice he's changing. 
This is what a chameleon's nature looked like. You are a type of person on your job. You are a type of person serving in the greeters ministry. You are a type of person teaching in children's church. And you are a totally different type of person Saturday night in the club. I can't lie to you because I got to stand before God. We don't preach triangles here. We preach circles. Look how he's changed. That's beautiful, isn't it? I was like, that's amazing. That's how a lot of us are. Constantly change in seconds. Number four, false advertisement if conviction is minimal. You hardly ever get convicted. You curse people out, you don't feel nothing. Watch porn, feel nothing. Fornicate with that person that you're living to, living with that you're not married to, feel nothing. Like after a while, like, oh man, something should bother you. Y'all stop looking like something stinks. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like you feel the conviction? When you feel nothing, maybe you're false advertisement. Number five, your false advertisement if you match energy for energy. Your neck. <laughs> you match energy for energy. So how do I become authentic? Been saying it over and over. Point number one, born again. You cannot do this without the water and without the spirit. I need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is my wonderful counselor. The Holy Spirit convicts me of sin. The Holy Spirit is not a it. He is God. The Holy Spirit is my helper. Maybe you're struggling because you're trying to do it in willpower versus his power. Must be born again. How do I become authentic? Number two, place yourselves in environments that edify your spirit. It might get on your nerves, but it helps you get spiritually mature. And listen, you don't catch health. You catch sickness. Okay? So for you to be spiritually healthy, you're going to have to show up for discipleship. You have to work. You're tired. You have to. Because I'm placing myself in environments that edify my spirit. Number three, the renewal of your mind. I dealt with that a lot last week. It's going to be hard for you to have a transformed life with an unrenewed mind. And last week, last one, give God glory in all you do. In all you do. In all you do. If we just go back and look at these particular points, they can help you grow. This series, eight weeks, y'all, sweating out my clothes, preaching passionately, having stuff on stage where you can get it. Because God wants us to grow up. Enough with diapers. Enough. As we get ready to do our appeals, I told Tanisha, I said, you know, I'm still learning this process of series and teaching. So, can y'all hear me? Did my mic go out? Can y'all still hear me? So, either hand me a mic or I don't know what happened. Just want y'all to be able to hear me. I was talking to Tanisha and I said, uh, man, as I look over this year, each series has been designed to make us grow up. Yeah. 
Planted is all about growing up, being faithful and committed. Trap House is like discernment 2.0. And this series is about us reflecting the kingdom well. Voices is going to be about your ability to follow him right. Because there are a lot of voices online. And just because the voices have platforms does not mean they're being breathed through by Jehovah. That's real talk. And I, I want us to be able to know God for yourself. I don't want you dependent on me. I don't. I want us to be followers of Jesus, not fans of Jerry. For real. And for the days, I feel this is prophetic, for the days that are coming on the earth, you must know God's voice for yourself. You must. Was this Love Is series good for anybody? Yes. So if you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want us to say this prayer together. Uh, this is the most important part, really, of our service. Can everybody just repeat after me? Dear God, Dear God I, recognize I recognize that I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. Born, in sin, born in sin, and shaped in iniquity. Shaped in I'm, so I'm so thankful that you gave me, you gave me access, access to salvation. To salvation. I, believe I believe that you died, that you, died. you was buried, and you, and you rose on the third day with all power in your hand. Save me. Change me. I surrender to your process. And forgive me for all the time I let culture mold me instead of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give God praise for that? Yeah. If you said that, for the first time, that was the first time ever saying it, I want you to text the word fresh start to this number. I promise you guys, I can't wait till at the end of the year, a New Year's Eve party, where we can show how many people have texted this. Last week, we had 800 people text the word fresh start. People are getting saved. Y'all doing this in heaven, they like turning up. Text the word fresh start to this number. A video of myself will pop up.